Want to bring you the latest on the war in Israel, in Gaza, the continuing operations there. Jordana Miller is with ABC, and she is with us from Jerusalem. Jordana, I want to start by asking you about this incredible operation raid on a hospital where the IDF went in disguised as doctors and patients. How did this play out? Right. It was incredible. It looked like a scene out of Fauda. Um, It was actually not the Israeli army, but Israeli commandos, uh, likely part of Israel's uh, security uh, systems, uh, security services, kind of the equivalent of uh, the FBI. Uh, But they went in disguised as uh, women, uh, doctors, even um, a patient in a wheelchair. Uh, they came, they entered the hospital uh, just after 5.30, uh, right before dawn, in different, uh, they entered different separately, and then they met, according to witnesses, on the third floor, and according to intelligence, went into one room and essentially killed a Hamas member and two Palestinian Islamic Jihad terrorists who were all in the same room. Uh, killed them apparently in their sleep with silencers and left the hospital within 10 minutes. Uh, When the Israeli army put out a statement about uh, the raid, uh, they said that these three were plotting a kind of copycat October 7th attack uh, instead of on communities in southern Gaza. It was aimed at a Jewish settlement in the West Bank where they wanted to carry out a mass casualty event and then try to kidnap Israelis. Uh, And so uh, Israel Security Services decided to carry out this raid and uh, carry out a targeted assassination and killed them. And, you know, controversial because it's at a hospital. Jordana, how many medical facilities remain operational? Well, this is in the West Bank, uh, not in the Gaza Strip. Uh, In the Gaza Strip, there's only, out of the near 40 uh, hospitals and medical uh, centers, there's about 10 that are operating fully. The others, uh, you know, some are not operating at all. Some are operating just uh, partially, um, you know, which is a serious, serious problem, obviously, because there's so many people that have been injured in the war in the war there. I mean, we have over 60,000 injured, according to uh, the Hamas-run health ministry. And there's people who just can't get treated. There's not uh, medicine, antibiotics, anesthetics. It's um, it's a very dire situation there. Um, and there's about we've seen about 200 trucks of aid come in. Some of that will be medical supplies each day, but that's still only half of what used to get in during times of peace. And obviously the needs are much greater now. Jordana, is it a violation of international law that they went into the hospital and did this? That's a good question. I mean, you know, situation of war, uh, hospitals lose their immunity, right, if they are being used uh, for military purposes, and that's certainly what Israel has argued in the Gaza Strip. In the West Bank, um, you know, is it technically a state of war there where a hospital, you know, where they could use the same argument? Uh, I don't I don't really know, uh, to be honest, but it's, it's I'm, I'm sure it is, it, it could be, it could be a violation of international law. 
that's probably a better question for a legal expert. Well, it feels like several months ago we were talking about, uh, you know, negotiation for the release of hostages and a ceasefire, Jordana. That has sort of calmed, unfortunately. Is there any thought that it could come back where there would be a momentary ceasefire uh, and the release of additional hostages? Well, actually, right now, momentum is building towards a new deal. Uh, we've seen a lot of activity, a lot of meetings between the U.S. Uh, and I mean, the, the CIA chief, Bill Burns, was just in Paris last weekend. There's meetings in Cairo. Uh, you know, Secretary of State Antony Blinken uh, is talking about this and, and the White House. Um, you know, it appears that all the sides have agreed on some general uh, outlines or framework for a new deal, uh, which is progress, but it still feels like we're some time away from an actual deal being signed and all the details being worked out. In general, it looks like a three-phased deal. The first one would include the release of uh, Israeli uh, civilians, the women, the elderly, and the injured, about 35 in exchange for what looks like six weeks of a ceasefire, as well as uh, dozens of Palestinians, Palestinian criminals who are in jails here who would get out early. Um, we don't know the rate, if it would be three to one or five to one or 10 to one yet, um, but it would certainly include this time, unlike the release, the deal in November, last November, this one would include uh, Palestinians convicted of murder. Jordana, is there war fatigue setting in in Jerusalem and other places as month after month ticks down in this war? I don't really think so, to be honest. Not yet. I mean, there's there's desperation and anguish from the families of the hostages. They have become more vocal, more frustrated. Uh, they're ramping up their protests across the country in front of Netanyahu, there's tents in front of Netanyahu's, uh, the prime minister's, Benjamin Netanyahu's residence, his private, his official, his vacation home on the coast. There's tents in front of the Knesset. Um, the families are testifying. You know, um, they're on media from morning till night. I mean, the pressure is really mounting on the prime minister to cut a deal, and that impacts the length of the war. Um, because, of course, Hamas wants to end the war if it releases the hostages. But in a phased deal, I think Israel will still have, though the, the, they'll stop, they'll pause for six weeks um, or maybe longer for the whole deal, maybe three months, 100 days. Um, you know, it pretty much Israel's said there's going to be fighting all through 2024, and it's likely the war will resume. Support for the war here is still very high. ABC's Jordana Miller in Jerusalem. Thank you, Jordana. Thanks, guys.